In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So why would Jesus, at the end of all the sayings, say it is the Spirit that gives life the flesh is of no avail? The reason why I ask this question is because a lot of people will look at this and say, so what Jesus was then just really speaking only figuratively, because eating flesh is not important. It's just as long as you figuratively figure out that, you know, I was just really talking spiritually about eating my body and drinking, because it's disgusting. Somebody comes to you and says, here, eat my flesh, drink my blood. Uh, it's not an easy thing to look and say, oh, okay. It's, it's, it really sounds terrible. But here's a problem and here's an issue. And the issue is the disciples started to cry. Not just a kid back in there. The reason why they started to cry is because they didn't want to accept what Jesus said. And the reason why they didn't want to accept what Jesus said, it's because they didn't come to see Jesus to see this miracle of miracles. If you've read the gospel and what happened just before, this is the day before Jesus fed the 5,000. And their bellies were full. And they liked his bread. And they wanted more free food. They saw the miracle. And they wanted more miraculous bread. Does that sound like what Jesus is trying to say is, Oh, I'll give you miraculous bread. Something much greater than the flesh wants. Something much greater than what you expect. And that's why they started to cry. They cried so bad that they left Jesus never to return. And if Jesus was speaking figuratively, he would have run after them and said, Look, I'm speaking figuratively. That didn't happen. Except Jesus, and we don't have it over here, turns to the apostles, the twelve, and says something very strange. Two strange things. Number one, he says, do you want to leave? That door fits a whole camel. There was no door, it was open air, so. And St. Peter said, Lord, where should we go? You have the words of eternal life. So the first strange thing is Jesus says, I don't want you. I want nothing to do with you if you can't accept this. The second strange thing is Jesus says, did I not choose you? Yet yeah, one of you is a devil. One of the apostles didn't believe. One of the apostles is the only one that talked about social justice. The only one that talked about when the woman who was a sinner who washed the feet of Jesus with her tears and took really expensive perfumes and alabaster and whatever and washed his feet. And he's the only one. Of course, he was a liar. He was also a thief. And he said, but he was the only one that was the social justice warrior who said, well, we could have fed a lot of people. A lot of poor people could have received well, he didn't care about the poor. 
and he didn't care about the body of Christ. A strange thing to put this into perspective. Three times in the Gospel of John does Jesus talk about the Passover. This is why, by the way, side note, this is why we know Jesus was approximately 33 years old, because he was 30 when he started the mission, and three times he visited the temple during the Feast of Passover. First time was when he wiped it clean and he turned it all upside down. That's according to the Gospel of John. Second time is today's Gospel. Third time is the Last Supper. So for a whole year, Judas has been falling away. Judas, who didn't want the body of Christ, Judas, who didn't care about the body of Christ, and what we hear in today's letter from St. Paul, if you do not recognize what is happening here on this altar and don't abuse it, and he says, St. Paul says, some of you are sick and some of you have died because of this. First reading, Malachi, Old Testament. We don't have Eucharist yet, but we do have sacrifices offered on the altar of God. And God is saying, I don't accept your offerings because your hearts are not clean. You're not giving me the best of your offerings. Why is that reading done on this day? Because you're also offering your hearts. You're offering your lives. You're mixing your sacrifice with that when that with Jesus. In a sense, what you're doing is you're offering Jesus with me. I'm not just doing it on your behalf. I'm doing it with you, representing you, and we're all offering the body of Christ to the Father as a sacrifice that connects us to his death and resurrection. And so, this is the time when you need to come in and to say, and this is why we have, during the Mass, a lot of prayers of thanksgiving and say, you're awesome, you're great, you're wonderful, Lord. And there's also these other parts when we say, oh, Lord, forgive the sins and offenses of your people. That's your, that's your part saying, I'm sorry. I screwed up. I sinned. I'm offering you my heart. And God is saying, I'll take it. And this is where God is saying, I want it. This is where God is saying, give me your heart and give me all those who are close to your heart who may not be living the right life. Here's what I mean. Let's say, God forbid, if you have a brother, a sister, a son, a daughter, a father, a mother, a cousin, a nephew, whatever, who does not believe, who does not want to believe or kind of believes and kind of doesn't. Bring their hearts as you come up to receive. Bring them with you in your mind and say, Lord, I receive on their behalf. And you will receive on their behalf. Because what God really wants as an offering is your love. Impure, screwed up. What he doesn't want is for you just to pay lip service like Judas. Or to play games, like what St. Paul was talking about. Because here's what's so important. 
On the night before Jesus died, Jesus took bread and said, This is my body. When was it fulfilled? When he was on the cross. In a sense, when Jesus got on the cross, Jesus said, This is my body finally being given up for the rest of the world. Do you believe in these words? Because the next set of words are going to be important. When you come up and when you receive, I want you to look at the host for a split second. And I want you to say within your heart, this is my body. You're not consecrating your body like the way Jesus did. Oh no, you're receiving Jesus who consecrated his body into your bodies, and now you're saying, this is my body. It's the body of Jesus that's now going to be mixed up with you. Mixed in with you. Because this is the law of science that God created. When you take a chunk out of anything, piece of bread, piece of meat, an apple, it doesn't just run around as a chunk within you. It breaks down and then it breaks down into the very basic molecules and then it becomes part of your body. Then it becomes your body. That's Jesus. He's going to break down within you and he's going to become your body. Now act like it. Now live it. Now live him. Act like him and offer him to others. Because when you're transformed and when you sacrifice on behalf of others, especially those who have sinned against you, and when you are acting like Christ, where he taught us, forgive us as we forgive, after we say, give us this day our daily bread, when you start to act like Christ, then now at that moment, you can come and say also, this is my body, which will be given up for you. You're now offering your sacrifice like Jesus. It's the sacrifice of Jesus done through you to those who have hurt you. And then when you give it to them, hopefully that will also bless them. That's the gift that keeps on giving. That's why we celebrate today. And that's the miracle of miracles that we receive and that is also the road and this is where the great saint to be he's a blessed Carlo Acutis young kid 15 years old I believe I don't even think he turned 16 dies but he had such a profound love for the Eucharist and he would call it it's the highway to heaven Therese of Lisieux says the highway to heaven is heaven because Jesus says, I am the way. Not only the truth and the life, we're receiving heaven. We're re I don't feel, it doesn't feel like heaven sometimes. It doesn't taste like heaven, that's for sure. But if you notice the last, one of the last prayers, one of the last 
concluding prayers of the Mass, the priest says, this will be a pledge. And the word is actually used, can be seen as a down payment. When's the last time you used a down payment? By a car, by a house, so that you can receive the full thing. And God the Father has said, I'm giving my son as a down payment for you. Receive him. That's the pledge. Receive this pledge and receive heaven. Because that's the highway that will lead us to heaven. And that's the highway that we proclaim and say, Blessed be the name of Jesus, both now and forever.